On this episode, we smoke the Fuente Fuente Opus X in the Perfection Shark 77 Vitoa. And we talk about hard-to-find cigars. Speaking of Opus X, I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls over the age of 21, you're listening to Burn Line Podcast, brought to you as always, not live, from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled among the complex and rooms that comprises Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. I'm Johnny Midas, and I am joined today by Nick the Brick McCann. Nick, how are we doing? John, I'm doing excellent, man. I'm looking at this beautiful cigar. Yeah, it's pretty good looking, huh? And I am flipping excited. It's raining and cold. It's fall weather. Great day to be inside the yep. hot box. Yep. It sounds sounds like a freaking dream to me. So let's let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, we've got uh, we got the whole setup for folks. You know, I know you guys are audio only, so we've got the uh, Fuente Opus X in this. Uh, they call it a perfection, spelled with an X because of the Opus X thing. I think they took that too far. <laughs> Shark 77. So this is a, they say it's a 52, and I guess that's at the the big end. And, you know, it's, it's like a... It looks bigger. Yeah, it does look bigger. And it's, But it's a box press, so... Yeah, by five and a half. Yeah, the, so you have a square box press end that's fairly large. It looks like a 54 to me. And then it tapers down and, and turns round into a torpedo that you stick in your mouth so yeah and that's called a shark typically that vitola yep yeah yeah so would you say this is closer to a bellicosa or a torpedo man it's like right in the middle yeah i think it's like it's more torpedo-y than a bellicoso but it's <laughs> less it's more bellicoso than a torpedo yeah. so uh i think it might just be a function of this funky funky vitola yeah which uh takes some skill you know because the the uh, guy that's putting it together is not making a square, obviously, right. making a round one, yeah. and then uh, pressing it into the mold. Um, so any cigar where you know it tapers is harder, and you know, it's just harder to roll. Um, so the the bunching on this has got to be interesting. I think this is going to be a good episode. I'm excited for this. This is uh, we ran you ran early, early, early on. You ran the uh, the affordable cigar gauntlet. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple since then that are sub ten. This is the first first opus we've done. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first ultra premium, ultra rare, yeah, kind of thing that we've done. Yeah, it is. So it's not the not the first expensive cigar. That's right. But it is the first ultra premium cigar. Yeah. Um, it is also hard to find, mm-hmm. and so we thought it would just pair well with. Hey, let's talk about hard to find cigars. Yeah, you know. So to flesh out the room a little bit more, if you're not familiar with the Opus X branding and band, maybe just pull that up on your phone real quick. Take a look at it. It's kind of cool looking. Um, and then uh, we're surrounded by our uh, gold uh, Johnny Midas Phantom of the Opera cigar smoking art installation. Um, check out the Instagrams if you want to see that up close and personal. Um, we've got our handcrafted Burlwood Burnline ashtray and cigar stand. 
we have got uh, Nick the Brick has got one of his personal humidors in here. Absolutely gorgeous. I believe this was handcrafted uh, for your dad yeah, by yeah. one of his coworkers or yeah. friends or yeah. Uh, really cool because it looks handcrafted. Like it. I don't mean like you know it looks like somebody's art project. <laughs> I mean uh, it doesn't look mass manufactured. I, I've um, never seen a single other humidor that looks like this. It, absolutely. Yeah. I've never seen one that looks anything like this. I love the square hinges in the back. Those are fuck, fucking awesome. Cool touch. Yeah. Um, and then just the little things like the the lock and key installation, the hinges in the handle are three different styles and slightly different finishes, which, you know, that's what happens when you're crafting something on your bench, mm-hmm. right? Instead mm-hmm. of like, it's all the same style, you know, brush nickel, you know, like a made in China humidor. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, we bought, we bought 10,000 pounds of this material. Yeah. We better yes. use it. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, cool humidor. And so you've got uh, some smoky treats to go through here with us today. So we've got the stage set. It kind of looks a little upscale in here today. Um, I even put a little bit of leave-in conditioner in my beard. Wow. So it's looking uh, looking a little bit less like a West Virginia mountain man. And uh, It's a good thing we're not on video. <laughs> oh, God. The main reason we're audio only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so we'll do, uh, we'll do some stuff for the Grams, but uh, speaking of which, social media, be sure to uh, reach out and... Uh, at Burnline Podcast, Instagram, Threads, uh, Twitter X, whatever the hell it's called, all of that stuff. Let us know what you're thinking. This show is yours, we always say, and uh, if you would like us to talk about something or had a question or whatever, uh, be sure to reach out, like, and subscribe, make us rich and famous, and of course, you can drop us a line at burnlinepodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we do have some fan mail. Okay, so... This is from Don Epifanio, which I suspect is a pseudonym. Uh, Real men smoke six by sixty and up. The past the past few episodes really showed Nick's inner basic white bitch. Also, if you could clarify that just because a cigar is five dollars and under does not make it a shitty cigar. We've all smoked budget cigars better than some eleven and up cigars. I had to school a guy yesterday about it. Happy smoking. Well, Don Epifanio, that sounds like a whole bunch of shitty opinions wrapped up in an email that you sent us. So keep it coming. We would love to continue embarrassing you on the air. We appreciate your comments. I don't know about the real men smoking 6 by 6 60s I wasn't aware that preferred Vitola is in any way associated with one's sexual expression. Right. Um, by the way, I also know some real women that yeah. smoke 6 by 60 yeah, yeah, up, yeah, right, uh, right. while we're... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, no, you don't get to prove your masculinity by the size of cigar that you smoke. Um, but he was right. The last few episodes kind of have shown your inner basic white bitch. So Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think that uh, the six sixty thing is a trope that a lot of guys try to play into. Well, uh, oh, like the uh, six sixty. It's a it's a it's a theme that I think a lot of guys. Okay, that's like their. Uh, it's a defense mechanism. Oh, like they're compensating for having a small wiener. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I mean, whoa, that's no. what I heard. <laughs> no, I think if they're uncomfortable in the space. Yeah. Like, what do you do if you're uncomfortable in the gym? You try and lift way too much. I don't. I'm not uncomfortable in the gym. You don't go to the example. gym. I'm looking at you right now. You don't go to the gym. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable in the gym or if you... I this way. No, but on a, on a serious note, like, before I really got into the cigar smoking hobby, in my mind... 
smoking a cigar meant a basically Connecticut or natural wrapper, six by sixty, probably like on the golf course or you know the country club or you know possibly like in a Cadillac Escalade playing gangster or something. That was your use case. Well, that was just like if I thought of somebody smoking cigars. Okay. And like I think that came from Hollywood. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I got into the hobby, and you know what I found was a lot of, and pretty much most of the connoisseurs I know are the passionados. Like they don't actually like the larger cigars. No. Um, and it turns out I don't either. But yeah, it's you know completely up to the individual. You smoke what you like. Right. You know? Um. So anyway, awesome email. Really appreciate that. Keep uh, keep sending them. Um, and look, a fan has responded to your Q and a, this is from Spotify for podcasters. Nice. You've got one new responses and the question is, uh, really simple. What did you think about the episode? Nice. This is the whiskey diesel, the, uh, diesel rabbit hole Derringer PX Sherry cask. Yeah. Yeah. Six by 58. Okay, it's now it won't load it. Error loading content. Please refresh the page. Yeah. So, so this was episode thirty. Poignant pairings: Diesel Whiskey Row Rabbit Hole Derringer pairing. Derringer. What did you think about this episode? Is the question. And here is the response. As usual, Johnny Midas and Nick the Brick knock it out of the park with this unique cigar and whiskey pairing. Also, Johnny Midas is hot. Okay. What? <laughs> What in the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so if you guys want to uh, get on the socials. Let me see. Let me see that. Show me I that. <laughs> That's not true, man. Nobody, real, nobody man. wrote that. Look, it's literally right here. Look, you know, don't believe me. Oh, hey, my hey. God. Odin, Odin's blood. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, y'all amazing, keep it up man. and uh, keep engaging. You know, uh, we... Uh, bring this up because we want to interact with you the fans so please interact with us you know we're going to keep being awesome but uh we can't you know kind of give you what you want unless you're talking to us so keep that coming we appreciate it and uh enough talk so got the table set basically we're saying we we set the table we set the mood in here pretty much because it's an opus x and this is kind of a big deal you know uh to smoke and so we wanted set and setting to be uh, right, if you will, or conducive to what we're about to do. So I'll post some uh, pictures on the socials for you guys about, you know, kind of how the hot box is set up today. Um, but it, I, I would, I just want to get this cigar cut and, uh, get smoking, uh, before we keep talking. What do you think, Nick? Yeah. Hurry up, man. All right. So we will talk about presentation after we get it lit. I'm going to, uh, cut this uh, Fuente Opus X with my Craftsman's Bench uh, double guillotine open-ended cutter. And Nick, what are you clipping yours with today? What's, this is the Zycar ZX... X1, yeah. X1. So that is a butterfly double guillotine. Yeah. Yeah, this awesome. is... I, I didn't bring my back, the cutter with the back today. Yep, because it's a bellicoso torpedo sharky tip, right? Yep, sharky tip. Yeah, absolutely. So it is time for the official cutting, which is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original jacked cigar by Fat Boy Cigars. 
And don't forget to try the new Fatboy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fatboy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fatboy Cigars, welcome to the Fatboy's world. And I did notice they posted online over $100 that they were able to donate with the new Boots on the Ground series. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, fantastic. Shout, shout out to them, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. Not only are they great cigars, but, you know, doing that kind of good in the community. Um, just love it. That yeah. is awesome. That's, that's really great. So, let's get these cigars cut. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. authority. No limp-wristed clipping allowed. Wow, that was that was almost as funny as your you sniffing the whiskey. So uh, yeah, I am sniffing it. Uh, smells like manure, which is exactly what you want in a cigar. Um, I'm gonna do a cold draw on this one. You know the main reason I'm doing a cold draw because it's an opus. Mm, that you, is a really good cold draw, and you want to get every single mm. drop of juice out of this. No, actually, it's because I'm testing the draw strength. Um, you know, you know, because it's I, a, I didn't clip off quite as much as you because I'm really picky about draw strength. Yeah. So I would rather clip off more if I have to. Yeah. That's a good call. I, maybe yeah. I did. I don't think I clipped off too much, but no, you actually still have room to go to. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about presentation. Yeah. That is a really good cold draw. So it's kind of interesting because it has the usual like raisins and dried fruit, but there's also pepper for sure. We just do this for an hour, cold draw for an hour. It's burning really slow, guys. Give it a review at the end. But mm. a lot going on in this band. It, there is a lot going on, starting with the cigar. So, as per typical, like the the Opus X has this, um, I don't know, rustic look to it. Like, so all of the Opus Xs, they're not classic. Classic, yes. yes. That's that's much better than Rope. Yeah. But yeah, that's even better. It looks like a classic cigar yeah it doesn't have that ultra processed look that we kind of made fun of the other week um but it, it's not like all super veiny or you know or whatever it looks uh, really similar to like a cuban cigar that you bought in 1992 yeah right, right. exactly which is right around the time when opus uh came out for the first time right so right. they've really stayed the course i think i think so um i should have brought i should have brought uh, opus boxes i'm sorry Oh no, you're fine. Um, but slightly rosado, right? On the hundred like percent. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So gorgeous. I mean, just gorgeous wrapper. Like it is. Uh, it's smooth, and you can see where. Actually, see that little thing under the cap. Like you can see where it was stretched. So, it, the tobacco leaf they were using is like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I just meant right here. You can see the the wrinkles. Like. Oh yeah. Look. Well, look at that flap I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to do because of the shape. Right. Yeah. But the point is, it was an elastic leaf that they were using. Like exactly. You can see the elasticity in it. The right. uh, veins are not overly pronounced. Slightly different color, but not overly pronounced. Um, just very attractive. Like this looks like, oh, wow, this is a cigar I want to put in my mouth, right? Um, and then the band, I mean. You almost have to Google it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, so. What's the first thing you think of? Quick. One word or one phrase. Go. Opus X. That's the first <laughs> thing you think of when you look at this? Yeah. I mean, definitely the branding with that X, you know, with the scroll is. Um, um, you know what? I've Like you. 
it's highly recognizable. Yeah. Especially if you're in the scope. It's iconic. But I was kind of being funny. Like if if I wasn't if I didn't say Opus X, yeah. it would be like Three Musketeers. All right, you want to know what I say? Yeah. Gothic cathedral stained glass window. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, definitely something like European centric, kind of yep. like Middle Ages. I was thinking like the Three Musketeers, Cardinal Richelieu, intrigue, yeah, fancy stuff. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, like a like a chalice. Maybe it's just the red. It makes me think of Cardinal Richelieu, but... Because Cardinals wear red. Yeah. That's why they call them Cardinals. And the St. Louis Cardinals wear red. Yeah. No, they call the Cardinals Cardinals because they were Cardinal red. Because they secretly transform into birds in the middle of the night and they fly away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that secret if you know about <laughs> it. Um, Conspiracy Theory Thursday. What is that? First Thursday of every month? Final Thursday Final of every Thursday month. of every month, yeah. So coming up... Um, all right, so we got the uh, official cut. I think it is time to light these cigars. Our official lighting, as always, we remind you to toast it. Don't roast it. Toasted, not roasted. Toasted, not roasted. Toasted, not roasted. So I am using my Johnny Midas white and gold, as one might expect. Single soft flame Combined with single torch flame lighter from Rocky Patel. And you are using your trusty triple flat flame. They're al- It's almost like a blade. Like all three of them come together and they're flat. I actually really like that lighter. And I was talking to uh, Angel Solorio yesterday and... Basically, I was saying, like, if you know how to use a torch, one flame or four flames, it doesn't matter. That is absolutely the best tool to use. If you don't know, and it because it's about heat control, if you don't know how to use it, you can fuck yourself up. You can really mess up your cigar. But if you know how to use it, it's like the difference. The difference to me between a soft flame or a match and a, a torch is like the difference between a campfire and a propane grill. Like, if you're grilling over an open fire, you can't control the heat and temperature as much as a propane grill. So you can really, really cook better with your propane grill than you can with your campfire. Um, But you can also, like, turn your stuff into charcoal briquettes, you know, a lot easier with the propane. So heat management, regardless of the tool you're you're using but with it with any kind of soft flame whether it's a match or whatever it can wrap around the cigar and travel up the wrapper and all that stuff and you can get that like kind of scorch mark and you know blackening going up it so all right that was a lot of verbal clutter but basically i was talking through our lighting ritual which i just got finished with which uh, we just got finished with that took a while that took a lot for me well, it's a very, it's a lot of surface area, man. It is, yeah. First puff, first impressions. What if this gets like a 29? <clears throat> well, then people will know that either we're full of shit yeah. or brutally honest. I mean, I think expectations here, like, I think for me are between like 42 and 46, realistically. Uh, I think for me are between like probably 38 and 42. Yeah. Um, just because I've smoked them before mm-hmm. and... Uh, they kind of weren't in my wheelhouse. Mm. 
Um, but you know, open mind. We'll we'll see how it smokes. Um, that's just one of those things. Like, I can appreciate a great cigar, but it might not be my thing. Uh, and I try to be a little objective on the podcast. Like, you know, flavor, for example, it might not be in my wheelhouse, but it might be a good, interesting flavor. And they kind of nailed what they're trying to trying to do. And so I'll give it a higher ranking for the show. Than you sound like me. Yeah, than like my personal <clears throat> personal taste. Is this so. what the blender was trying to do? Yeah, if yeah. This is what the blender was trying to do. Then this is exactly yeah. right. No, I, I like. I think that's fair. You know, like not everybody has the same taste buds and desires. So right off the bat, I think uh, did you use up all of our? I think you used up all our butane. It it looks, but doesn't that look like a sixty or something? Yeah. Like once it expands, because you know box press like turns around, it looks freaking huge. I'm having trouble getting mine lit. One half of my cigars not lit. I see that. Yeah. You know what you could do is you could you could draw the flame into the cigar. No, by absolutely inhaling, not. Inhale sharp, sharply, <laughs> several times in a row. We call it choo-choo training. Just do that, like, and just suck that flame right in. That'll solve that problem. It'll guarantee that the cigar gets lit. <laughs> uh by the way, if you're new to the show, we are definitely being sarcastic there. Don't do that. This is going to be interesting. I, I did not get the cigar off to a good start at all. This is 100% my fault. I don't know why I am having a, a moment this morning, but I can't get it lit properly. I'm um, not sure if that's you, because I'm not great either. It's a big surface area, and I'm not sure that... This is probably the, the ugliest light that we've had in a long time. Yeah, and it's both of us, so yeah, that's why I think it's not, like, it's partly, the, it's got to be partly the cigar. We didn't both. We're not both having bad days, are yeah, we? Yeah, we're not both fucking up identically, right? <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, weird. definitely half of the cigar is, like, thinner leaves that are bunched more closely together. It's you weird, can too, because it. it's, like, it's fraying a little bit, so it's, like, when you say it's expanding, like, it looks like it's burning outward. It does. And so it does look bigger. I think it is burning outwards. Yeah. This is just, this is a very interesting start. We just, uh, we just basically bastardized a uh, national monument. <laughs> yeah. Dominican Puro, I think this is a, one of the first Dominican Puros that we've had. I think it was one of the first, like, commercially available Dominican Puros on the shelf, right? That's right, yeah. And, and you know why is because of the wrapper. Right, right. Tell us more about that. So they, Opus kind of revolutionized the wrapper industry in the cigar world. Um, Dominican tobacco was used for for binder and filler, but not wrapper. They couldn't really find Dominican wrappers that were suitable enough for, for you know, wrapper leaves for premium cigars. So they just kind of, and when I say they, I mean the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um they just kind of were like, okay, we won't use Dominican wrappers. We'll use Dominican binder, Dominican filler, but we'll use something else for the wrapper. Right. <clears throat> and uh, and with the Opus, that was the first largely commercially successful mm-hmm. Dominican wrapper cigar. Because in Dominican, you could always get Dominican Pudos because they're just like wrapping leaves together. Yeah. You know, consuming them locally. But as far as but like the a- sought after wrapper leaves were mm-hmm. never Dominican. Right. Until the Opus. And nothing commercially produced that was like available in America. Right. Had a Dominican wrapper. Right. 
and so the 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 opus really did that with the the Dominican rapper, and it was really um, a turn, I think, in the industry at a point where Dominican tobacco was very popular, but the rapper, like I said, was just not. They were not using rappers. Okay, so, I got to talk about this because uh, wow, this is some really good and interesting flavor I'm getting. So, first of all. Uh, this smokes very much like a classic Cuban cigar. And what I mean by that is the smoke is light and the flavors are, you know, on the spectrum of like delicate. But this is a strong cigar. Uh, I would call this full bodied, full strength. Um, if you're used to like big, thick, you know, Maduro cigar smoke, like many in America are, this is going to feel light. But be careful, because five puffs in, you're going to get that little feeling like someone's tapping on the back of your skull with an eight-pound mallet. Um, <laughs> it, is a, it is a strong, strong cigar. I really, like, this is my wheelhouse in flavor. That's why I first picked up an Opus X. Is after smoking my way through the humidor, I found that, you know, my preferred cigars are kind of Cuban style, which is light, floral, aromatic, but strong, right? Um I do enjoy a good, like, chocolatey Maduro cigar from time to time. But those are more like uh, after-dinner dessert cigars. Whereas, uh, you know, this style I can enjoy in a lot of different uh, situations. Right. Except uh, before breakfast is a challenge because they're strong. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think you got it with the flavor especially. They were... This was this was way before, way before the <clears throat> triple, before the triple, boom. triple Maduro six sixty oh, yeah. wave, right? The, yeah, the the uh, Lajero on Lajero, the uh, yeah triple Maduro, yeah. Cubans all of were that. Cubans were still king when they when this yes. debuted. Yes, Cubans were still very very much yes. king, and I think they nailed it mm-hmm. in the sense of this smokes like a Cuban cigar, mm-hmm. and they were proving that a Dominican rapper could produce that experiment. Yeah, for experience. Sure. And I think they nailed it. Yeah. Um, now, interesting note for all the nerds and geeks out there: the main reason that the Dominican rapper, um, you know, wasn't used and had to be developed, it was simply cultivation, which is to say, it can take generations and generations of hybridization to come up with what you're looking for in a wrapper leaf, and and of course these are Cuban seeds that were exported to uh, Dominican Republic, which you know helped. Like, they weren't starting from scratch. But, uh, you know, like, lab hybridization wasn't really a thing back then. You know, today, like, uh, you know, Perdomo and some other companies, like, they're in a lab, like, scientists in lab coat type thing. They could probably figure out how to grow a wrapper leaf in Montana pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, like, genetically engineered. And you don't have to wait for a harvest and then select the best plants and care, you know, and you're collecting the seeds by plant yeah. and they all, you know, they're all marked and stuff like that. Uh, you don't have to do, you had to do that back then. But the other interesting reason for uh, kind of the lack of wrappers coming out of Dominican Republic uh, is the soil, which is very mineral rich, which can make for some really interesting flavorful tobacco, but also affects the way the actual plant grows. And it tends to be, the plants tend to be um, beefier, like they're they're less delicate because they have so many more nutrients and stuff. Like they grow like weeds, no pun intended. So, I think the draw is actually a little looser than I like on this. Um, Mine too. 
that's uh, really interesting because what would you say this, uh, I guess the opening that I cut is probably maybe nine millimeters, like it's less than a centimeter across. Yeah, no, it's not very deep at all. Yeah, um, very open cigar. Uh, the flavors, I would say the flavors are like leather, earth, and flowers, but they're delicate flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, these are not slap you in the face kind of flavors. And cedar. There's some cedar in there. I'm working on fixing my burn right now. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my smoking rate to uh, to fix the burn. I was smoking the cigar too slowly mm-hmm. in an attempt to keep it as cool as possible, but that was too slow for it to burn evenly. Mm-hmm. Especially with the lighting issues that I have, but you see, I increased my pace, and now it's getting yeah, it's catching up. Yep, you can see uh, yours is good. It's okay. Yeah, it's 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 wobbly. It's wobbly. Yeah, like that side in particular, I need mm-hmm. to catch up. But I think that has to do with the lighting challenges we had to start out with. Um, and I I think you know a couple of things. One is the the uh, foot was uneven. It wasn't like a crisp flush cut there was mountains and valleys Uh, and then it's just a lot of tobacco to get lit i would like to like if i did this again i would like to light it with a lamp lighter tabletop lamp lighter Uh uh-huh i think i could control the heat application probably more easily that way or better i have one i have one in here somewhere that's a smaller gauge opus opus yeah this shark is this shark is a big boy Mm -hmm. i believe the well I don't know when the shark Vitola was born, but well, and like so, if you were to uh, take the same amount of tobacco and turn it into a double Corona, yeah, right, it's like that much tobacco. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. almost it's almost like Churchill amounts of tobacco. Yeah, right. Um, so I wonder how long it's going to smoke. Yeah, this is pretty savory, man. Um, I think. Uh, I think I would say right now, like, if this isn't in your wheelhouse, and I mentioned before, like, you know, I haven't in the past, like, really enjoyed Opus as much as I thought I should, right? And that's probably based on the mystique and the price and stuff like that and the availability. Um, then I don't think you're going to like it, you know? If you like cigars that are kind of in this flavor profile, this is a fantastic example of it. And I would say that flavor profile is like classic Cuban, Right, yeah, it's it's definitely not. It's definitely not that. I think if you like a uh, Padron Natural, mm-hmm. it's the Padron Natural is going to be stronger than this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like a Monte Cristo White or, or Platinum, I think the Platinum is going to be even stronger than this, though. Well, yeah, maybe. right. Monte I Cristo. don't know because, but this is like the flavor is not strong. No, but it is a strong cigar. Like mm-hmm. I can feel it in the back of my head, and like I feel like I'll see stars in the corner of my vision if I inhale a little bit, you know. But you could because the smoke is light enough. No, <laughs> on on the show, yeah, yeah. And for the second time, Johnny Midas has lost his breakfast. <laughs> this is a uh, we'll put in the thumbnail and the tagline. Smoker inhales entire Opus X. Passes out. Is he alive? Question mark. Check it out on the socials. Yeah, we'll we'll do a poll. So yeah, I mean, 
to be honest with you, this is a lot more delicious than I remember remember my last one being. Um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the, um, what is that other Fuente? The uh, Casa de Cuba? Yes. It reminds me of that one, which is one of my favorite cigars. Did you mean this one? Yes. Oh, wait, no, not that one. I know which one you're talking about. This That's is the Casa Fuente. Casa Fuente. Casa, Casa de Cuba, I know. These are, these are hard to find, too, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, because we're about to talk about hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Casa Fuente is a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I think it's called Casa de Cuba. Yeah, no, you're exa- you're, you are exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites, and it's usually available, although, you know, a lot of the um, smaller humidors, you know, that kind of carry core line products don't have it. You know, they'll have the Hemingway, the short story, um, but that's uh, that's right up there. That that's a really good cigar in my wheelhouse. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you got to fix that right there. Like that that part's not burning. It's right happening, there. man. It's happening. Okay, patience. You see it? I, I look though, but there's a whole chunk of tobacco right there that's not combusting. See that? It's like a whole. Yeah. 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 No, that's burned. Is it? Okay. I think so. Okay. Looks like it's on the inside. That's the only reason I was... Yeah, I couldn't get the, the inside half of this lit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of odd. Mine's okay. Mine's burning okay. They're humidified well, though. I had them in my humidor for like, what, two weeks after buying them. Where have you been keeping these? In my sock drawer. Yeah, keeping these at the bottom of your pool? <laughs> They're not that humid. <laughs> I'm squishing this, man. Water's coming out. <clears throat> yeah, it's the new thing, man. So we have got this uh, lit and smoked, and it is pretty delicious. I've got uh, my black coffee um, as usual while I'm smoking it. Um, although I haven't actually had that much coffee because I'm I'm really just enjoying the cigar for what it is right now. Um, so with that, I think it is time for our tobacconist tip of the week. Nick, what have you got for us? And now, your tobacconist tip of the week with Nicholas McCann. <clears throat> and my, my advice this week simply is just, uh, if you see a cigar in a humidor that you, you've really been wanting to try, and that's maybe a little bit out of your price range that you normally spend, right? I'm not talking about like putting yourself into poverty for a cigar, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like if, you norm, if your budget's normally... 10 to $15 a day or, you know, a session on cigars and you see the $22 cigar that you want to really want to try then go for it. Um, and I think that the Opus is a great example of that. One of those cigars that like you just saw it in the, in the humidor and you just went for it because this is a a cigar that, you know, a lot of times you're not going to regret passing up. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the benefits of this hobby is the approachability and affordability you know, it, it's not like collecting watches or cars or something, you know. Yeah, I really want to add that 911 to my collection, yeah. you know. You can't just get it on a whim. <laughs> right, right. Whereas with, with cigars, you know, if you've been eyeballing that one cigar that you think looks cool or something, yeah. or maybe you heard about it, um, yeah, just try it. Do it. You know, worst case scenario, you're, you're out 10, 20, something like that, and you didn't like it. Yeah. But now you know. You scratch the edge. I've seen people on the fence a lot, too, about trying cigars, expensive cigars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're really worried about not liking it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You're not going to like everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, try it, I think, is my advice. And just just go for it. 
you know, if you don't like it, now you know. Yeah, and I think my approach is a little bit different, which is, you know, I'll, I'll try pretty much everything in the humidor once. I mean, not everything, everything, but quite a bit of the cigars in the humidor. And I'm really just like, it's almost like a conversation with that tobacco and with the blender and with the company. You know, like, what are you trying to do here? And I don't like all of them. No. But that doesn't make it not enjoyable experience. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, if you test drive a pickup truck and you're like, well, I don't think this one's for me. But it's still better than sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Yeah. You know, like right. you got to drive the truck. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. Like, you know, I, I very rarely smoked a cigar where I'm like, wow, I wish I had spent my time doing something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. I might not buy another one. It's going to happen. But, uh, yeah. It will happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> acids. Um, but <laughs> uh, that's the on, ongoing joke here. Well, Nick, thank you for that tobacconist tip of the week. If you are eyeballing something in the humidor, treat yourself. Just go ahead and make it happen. Um, so let's talk about hard to find cigars. So this is the Opus X, and uh, I was able to pick these up by accident because uh, I was at a I was at a cigar shop and somebody had put in an order for some hard to find expensive cigars and then like canceled it. Um, and uh, you know the tobacconist was like, "Hey, you want something good?" Because he knows that I'm Johnny Midas and I like good cigars. I was like, "Hell yeah, what you got?" And so I was able to pick these up, but uh, not commonly available on shelves. A lot of the time there's like, you know, like a, a cigar shop will get a shipment and reach out to members first, like locker members. Um, you know, they're almost pre-sold a lot of the time. Or they'll come out for special events, you know, for holidays and stuff like that. Right. They'll limit it, they might even limit it one or two per customer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so happy to smoke on this for a little bit. But let's talk about some other hard-to-find cigars. Um, Nick, what uh, what have you got going on with your cigar? I don't know, man. I don't know. You want me to touch it up for you? I have an idea. Do you? I do. How much do you trust me? Yeah, I have a propane torch out in my out in my four-wheel drive. It's like the tobacco on the in that quadrant of yes, it just yep. didn't burn on the inside. Yeah. It's like this is the Lajero, and it all got bundled up in this quadrant. Give that a try. Thanks. Maybe that'll improve things a bit. Let's hope so, because I am not having a good time right now. That's so weird. That little the little block that's yeah. hanging on is weird. It is weird. <clears throat> I mean, we can cut it off. Give it a long, slow draw. Try to even out the burn. Oh, yeah, you got a giant... Like, your cherry is behind that. That chunk needs to come off. That's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I We'll see you. what happens. Okay. This is I. This is not my first time everyone, I promise. I promise that, that I It's just a weird burn. Like, that cigar is burning weird. Mine is, mine is burning as I would expect. Which is, hey, this is not the cigar that I want to have this problem with. All right? <laughs> I know. Like, that's the thing. All right. Nick's in a bad mood. Let's talk, <laughs> about, let's talk about cigars that are hard to find. Yeah, so uh, what have you got first up? And we're going through your stash here, and I'm just salivating because I can see some labels on the top here. But uh, uh, let's do, do the, this one. Do you know this one? Ooh, in Ashton, this is the Estate Sungrown. Oh, yeah. Ashton nice. ESG. And I can see it's got a thirty dollars 
price tag on it, so that seems like it's probably a little hard to find. That's an excellent cigar. Uh, that's a that'd be Ashton's Ashton's version of Opus X. Yeah, yeah. For lack of a better descriptor. Yeah. Um, I have the when I saw the ones that you brought today first to smoke. I pulled this one out, which is oh, the yeah. this is the Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. Yes, and I think they made this for um, so Carlito Fuente is the the gentleman with the mustache and yep. he's the face of yep. Fuente right now because he's the good looking one his <laughs> his father Carlos was the founder yep um and so they they made this in honor of his 80th birthday um I have these some um Byron reservas have you had these before um yes I think you have you've told yep. me about these the cuatro años yeah yep which are awesome so this is a uh large torpedo it is connecticut very fat and this guy is a maduro or oscuro yeah and uh this is the cinco años gorgeous um so whoo a thing that i have i love collecting is um really good cigars that i like a lot that change the band or packaging design Mm-hmm. And so I like to have one of each. So on mm. the on the left there is the the old Numero Uno by oh, wow. Hoyt and Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. That was like when they first said you can buy this. Yeah. And then here's the new. Yeah. There's okay. the updated version, um, which I, I just think is really cool to have because it shows. Yeah. Yeah. What they used to look like, and uh, I think you know if you're one of those guys that smoked it back in the day, there's a little bit of nostalgia for you. And I think the Numero Uno is a little more accessible. Than the cigars we just looked at, it is for sure. Um, but the the one on the left, you cannot find. Can't get that anywhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. Unless unless, uh, unless you find someone willing to part with theirs. So, how much for the old? <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> let's get you, a deal going. I'll trade you the Phantom of the Opera statue for this <laughs> deal. Um, <laughs> I can get another one on Amazon for twelve bucks. <laughs> and so this is this is the second one that I have, and this is very run of the mill cigar. That I was just uh, blown away at finding the the original design of the band. Oh, wow! The Hoya yeah. Cabaneta. Yeah, man. So the the Hoya Cabaneta. Wow. I know it is unreal. Yeah. So you have the original. Yeah. That is super cool, man. And, and I love that. I love that cigar a lot. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, when I saw that, I asked the person if I can have it. They. They did not care very much, and I was like, "Oh, good, <laughs> all right, cool, <laughs> nice." Yeah, so that, that's a good one. That's really cool to me. Um, Shout out to Hoya de Nicaragua, by the way. I like a lot of their stuff. It is, yeah, very good. Um, all right, so let me tell you about my unicorn. Go ahead. Um, which is the unicorn? The by unicorn. Saka. Saka. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was at a cigar shop. Um, the guy has been you know, running that shop for like 40 years or something. So he has a lot of relationships. By the way, you don't magically form relationships over 40 years. You still have to work at it, mm-hmm. but he did. And he was allotted five. Now, keep in mind, 599 came to North America. And like, uh, I think like 998 were made. Uh, it was a thousand, but two of them got smoked for quality control. <laughs> uh, so uh, he got five of them. And he had four left, and I asked if I could buy all of them, and he said no. But he sold me three. Nice. So one gift to my 
president, one gift to my vice president, and one I smoked myself. $100 uh, coffin box. Gorgeous. Like the the best craftsmanship I've seen in a cigar. Yeah. Possibly the um, Asylum Sensorium mm-hmm. could compete with the, the quality and, and reminds me of it with the coffin box. Right. But um, probably the only hundred, $100 cigar I smoked that was actually worth it. Like I would pay a hundred dollars to smoke another one. Yeah. Um, but that's why I wanted to get all four is I wanted to save one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was able to get three and I'm did like, I'm, save, well, I'm, I'm not, one. I, I smoked one yeah. and I gave to his gifts, right. but I wasn't going to not smoke it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this was meant to be smoked. So that was my, uh, run in with a rare, rare cigar. Um, we have different philosophies, I think, but uh, maybe, yeah, I would have sat on that puppy for, yeah. So you can you can find them online, and they are very expensive on the second hand market. Yeah, um, but uh, and that worth was, it. That was a double perfecto. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That yeah, that's awesome. That's really really cool. So speaking of coffins, I have one of these I opened, and the other one I did not. So the one on the left is open, uh, but that is the my father, Florida de las Antillas, tenth anniversary coffin. Wow, six and a half by fifty-two Toro. Yep, and so that was the cigar of the year in two thousand eight. It was my father Pepin's f- first cigar of the year under the My Father brand. Um, and these are awesome. I love coffins. And this is the limited edition twenty twenty-two. Yeah, they're they're gone. Yeah. I think they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> nice. Um, which are awesome. I, I I like these a lot. I haven't had one. I probably won't have one. Um, then this was a gift. That one's awesome too. You got to open that one. That that one's gorgeous. Ooh, Don Pepin Garcia, 15th anniversary, limited edition, 2018. I love this coffin box. It's so, wants to be made into a train whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're so right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Oh, I love the band on this. It's gorgeous. It is. It absolutely. is so, I mean, that is Opus X. Opus, ooh, Opus-esque. Opus-esque. Right? opus X S. Like if Opus was blue. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of red. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a rarity. Ooh, I see you have some actual Cohibas. All right. What the fuck is that? Have you seen this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, man. Here. This is the um, the La Flor Dominicana TCFKA. And there's a actually a pretty funny story behind the name. Double um, Perfecto with dude, there's, pigtail yeah, cap. Yeah tight pigtail cap yeah that is fucking cool that's man. the coolest i mean that is, is the coolest vitola that i've ever seen yeah they do sure. some really awesome stuff if I you like how the foot has got like the head too you can't see as much because it's pigtail yeah. like the head and the foot are a different color tobacco yeah i wonder if that's the binder so they make it in um oscuro which is the one you're holding and then a, a natural yeah which is a lighter color wrapper so the the, the lighter color wrapper cigar is like the foot Yep, but they put the oscuro on the foot and the cap, hmm. so they fl- they just flip flop it for the natural. You know what I mean? Yeah, but on this one, like the foot and the cap is not above the wrapper; it's underneath. So this is that's like the binder coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, that is super cool, man. Nice. Yeah, this cigar. I mean, this cigar is awesome. I uh, I'm a, I was a big fan of Futurama growing up. Yeah, and these uh, these remind me of the cigars that Bender smokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Futurama. Well, see, but. 
that ties into what I was talking about. Like in my mind, yeah. before I was into cigars, you know what? Whoever was smoking the cigar in my mental picture, it was always a double perfecto. Maybe because of the Monopoly yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally like, with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how they're portrayed often in the media is that. Yeah, it's never a, a Parejo. Right, right. Yeah. No, I love double perfecto. Yeah. I do. Um, or we call them a fancy Parejo. <laughs> this one's cool. This was a gift from a friend, which is um, Don Carlos 2018. Oh, very nice. So another yeah. Fuente product. Yeah. Fuente's, Fuente's like the, the industry leader in collectibles. Yeah. 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 yeah I think so. There's, for sure. There's a lot of heckin' Fuentes out there that are just really rare and hard to find. Yeah. Um, but that one's cool. It's got a uh, cedar sleeve, mm-hmm. about less than half of the cigar, which is a little different, with a uh, gorgeous black ribbon at the bottom. That's really well done. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Um, this is So this is also a shark. Oh, yeah. Which is the same size that we're smoking it's right now. also an Opus X, but this is the... Uh, the Destino Siglo. Wow. Um, so... Uh, Opus X uh, Destino Siglo, which I'm not sure what the variation is like between the one that we're smoking, the FFOX, and that one right there. But um, so it's the identical band, is it just with a second band on it? Foot band that's different, or the yeah, yeah, second second band. Yeah, it's cool as shit though. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, this is I like this one a lot. This is small small ring gauge gang. Oh, nice. Um, an opus nice. that is... Uh, oh, sorry. He just handed me a uh, Opus X. And this is like a um, Lonsdale torpedo. Yeah. 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 It's probably Love about it. a 44 gauge. Probably six and a half by 44. No, it's bigger than that. Longer than that, you think? Seven yeah. by 44? No. Look, that's like eight. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, that, that, that scar is going to be awesome. Uh, the Casa Fuente, which we talked about earlier, a little bit we touched on. Um, is this? Oh, this is a different one. This is the Destino Siglo in a Bellicoso. Nice. So not in a shark. Yep. And this one has got a uh, yellow ribbon at the foot. Very right. nice. Good let's, lord! It's got a price tag on here, thirty-five bucks. Let's play that up. It's a golden foot band. It is golden. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I like that. It it ties in with the Siglo branding, which is golden instead of red. God of Fire. Oh, the God of Fire. Yeah, so I think the God of Fire 2017 Tubo. Oh, you, that's your favorite cigar, is it? It's my favorite yeah. cigar, yeah. And this is the Serie B from 2019. Nice. Yeah, God of Fire, for sure. And they, they are hard to find. I mean, they're not like special edition, but right. they kind of are. Yeah. Um, this next one is probably maybe the rarest cigar that I have. Um, the Davidoff Zeno Platinum. Whoa. Whoa. Z Crown Chubby, which is a double perfecto like we were talking about. Yes, this looks exactly like the, the Big Man cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I made it. I'm a millionaire. This is what I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gorgeous band too. God, I think that was like fifty bucks. Yeah, um, that was yeah, that was expensive. And I think especially yeah, I think those are pretty old. 
but yeah, that's a Davidoff. Nice. Xenoplatinum. So. All right. So uh, we've gone through a handful of rare, hard-to-find cigars. Hopefully, folks are taking notes, but let's make it easy on them. Um, you know, we went through a few. Maybe there's some that you don't have here, but that you wish you had here. If you had to pick, for our guys out there that are kind of developing their hobby and their taste, and they want to try some, or at least get their hands on and put in their humidor, some rare, hard-to-find cigars, let's pick five that uh, our listeners could turn into holy grails to acquire and have in their humidor or maybe try. Are you going to pick? Let's go. You pick one, I'll pick one, and then we'll go on from there. Well, Do you have one in mind? I would have to say the uh, Unicorn by Sokka. Like, they're not coming back if you can get your hands on one. Um, You know, absolutely delicious smoke. Like, if you want to celebrate, you know, like becoming a uh, partner in a firm or something like that, that is the cigar to smoke um, and worth it. Like, you know, I I don't always correlate price with the cigar when I'm talking about hard to find cigars, right? Um, I do have that value equation with our everyday smokes and stuff we do on the show. Uh, but the unicorn's actually worth it. Like mm-hmm. that was easily a $100 experience. You know, you can pay more for that to go to some clubs and stuff like that, you know, in cover chart, you'll get more enjoyment out of that cigar. So yeah, I'd have to say the unicorn by Saka would be on my, my list. If you're a cigar hunter, save up budget for it, find it, make it happen. Yeah. I think, um, any variation of Opus, I think probably is probably is the the number one for me. I think that they they've just done such a good job of building the mystique of the brand and um, the rarity of it that I think that yeah, it's a good that's a good one to just kind of always look out for it. And that's the one we get requested most, and that you know by customers right, is, do you right. guys have any Opus? Do you guys have any Opus? Like, I wish, because mm-hmm. um, it's 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 really a tough one to find. But uh, but when you find it, it's definitely worth considering. And do you have a specific one, um, you know, for cigar hunters out there, like uh, that you would recommend above above the others? Um, not not particularly. Well, let me add on to that then and say the Lost City. The Lost City is awesome. Yeah, the Opus X Lost City. Which I think it's my favorite um, of the Opus Xs. Can definitely be harder to find now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get the regular Opus X. Like they are making them. It's just super premium tobacco so there's not many of them yeah. and they're hard to find right lost city not so much um so if you wanted a specific opus x to hunt down um that'd be my recommendation yeah um i think the the andalusian bull is another good one okay yeah um, that's, that's a, a collectible for sure and it's it's not impossible to find at all mm-hmm. like that is that's way attainable um it's a it's a lot of right place, right time. Um, to be fair, I don't really care for that cigar. Fair warning to everybody out there. Not my uh, not my favorite, but a good cigar and uh, highly sought after. Highly sought after. Yep. Okay, so that's three. Let's add two more. Um, so I'm going to uh, make a controversial selection, which is find a way to get your hands on an actual. Cuban, Cohiba, Bejique. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I can tell you you're <clears throat> probably going to spend like 300 bucks on it nowadays. Um, 
definitely check the chain of custody. And say, that's, that's so risky. It's very risky. Uh, you have to make sure it's a real one. So, you know, like if you're, if you're paying less than a hundred bucks for it, you got to fake, um, right now. Like if, if you have a connection in Europe that can buy one and send it to you, uh, you're looking at 300 bucks American, um, definitely American. Yeah. Definitely over two fifty uh, for it. Yeah. USD. Uh, but I think it's worth it. I mean, first of all, it is a really fantastic smoke, although I don't care for the Vitola. They only come in that giant ass. 56. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Size. 56 um, is loose. Yeah. But uh, still worth it. Great cigar. Also very strong. Similar to this Opus. Like it's it's a light, sweet, flavorful smoke. The smoke is light on your palate. But man, if you... Uh, Speed puff that a couple of times. It will smack you in the back of the head. Very strong. And that is from the um, Medio Tiempo, which uh, mm-hmm. the Bahique is made exclusively of Medio Tiempo tobacco, yeah. so, which is one reason why it's so expensive. Nice. I mean, if the plant develops to have two leaves at the top, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's only two leaves right. off of every plant. And what did what did we say when we did that episode? Was it like ten percent or something, or twenty percent of tobacco plants actually develop that way? Yeah, something, something. super super low like yeah. that. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would add the HMN one seventy five on there mm. to that list because it's gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, Altidus USA has run out of boxes. There were let's see, so there are fourteen thousand seven hundred fifty boxes of ten mates. So there are one hundred forty thousand. 100 yeah 147,500 boxes made or cigars made mm-hmm. um which is that's pretty rare that is pretty rare um and they 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 are, are at this point four years old um because they released in 2019 so if you can find uh the hm 175th anniversary they only make it in a churchill and just to say that again for audio clarity, the H. Upman 175th anniversary comes in a Churchill only. What am I not speaking clearly enough? Well, I mean, you're kind of talking fast. So, um, it yeah. sounded like you said H1N1. We're not talking about like bird swine flu. flu? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's also rare, and we want to keep it that way. Yeah, don't, don't, don't look for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, the Upman, Upman 175 is. Awesome, 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 awesome cigar. One that I wish I had more of, um, and one that, yeah, if if they ever release a second wave, if they ever do a part two, I will be, I will be looking over that, looking after that, you know, pretty hard. Right on. So there are some uh, tips if you are a cigar hunter and you're interested in this show and you're thinking, you know what, I've smoked the stuff that's available at my local humidor. I'm looking for something a little rarer. Uh, here are some things that you can start with. And I think like as far as the how goes, just get in with your get in with your local tobacconist, right? Become Yeah, uh, that's a great place to start. Get a good relationship with the you know, with the guy that, that does the order and the guy that's behind the counter. Um, and see if you can't, you know And make sure it's the right guy. Like yeah. you know, I'm not uh, you know, dunking on anybody, but you know, at any cigar shop there's the guy that comes in Do it. you know, to 
you know, just make a, a low wage because it's not a high paying wage job, you know, but isn't the decision maker. Right. So, you know, like the manager, district manager, owner, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that has the purchasing power right. and makes those decisions. Make friends with them for sure. At, a, at several shops, you know, I've got yeah, uh, yeah. I've got connections in 12 different states mm-hmm. that own cigar shops mm-hmm. and they send me emails all the time. Like I got this fucking rare cigar. You know, I got this one I remember you liked. Yep. I've got the one guy that sends me the Las Calaveras every year, mm-hmm. you know, for my collection. Uh, I've got the one guy that sends the Tatuaje Monsters. Those are know. awesome. Yeah. Uh, which we didn't mention, but another great rare cigar to yeah. uh, pick up on. Seasonal release. Seasonal release, yeah. Um, and with that, it is time for our Cigar News of the Week. What have you got for us, Mr. McCann? Cigar news. Here is your host, Nicholas McCann. So my Cigar News of the Week this week is uh, three quick things. The first one, Alec Bradley's Magic Toast 5th Anniversary heads to stores, which is awesome because nice. I love that cigar. Um, that is really, I think I talked about it, it's going to be perfecto, I believe, with a secondary band that distinguishes that it is the 5th Anniversary Edition. Um, the next bit of news I have is that J.C. Newman's Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023 heads to stores. So what is the Bricktoberfest? Uh, so every year on this time, which is, a, I think, a it started in the east in Germany and, and, and moved to the west, but they, you know, this, this whole Oktoberfest beer celebration. Yeah. The J.C. Newman Brickhouse adopted it and, you know, made it a Bricktoberfest, um, which is just a special edition of a, of a Brickhouse blend. Gotcha. So it's just, it's not an event that we're talking about heading to stores. It's a cigar. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, the Bricktoberfest is the name of a cigar. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a special edition, limited edition cigar. So we got the uh, Alec Bradley 5th coming to stores. We have the Bricktoberfest, which is a seasonal release every year headed to stores. I gotcha. And then the last bit of news is that Placencia is discontinuing the Coseca 146. Ooh, interesting. Which is, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that cigar. Yeah, Um, yeah. Coseca is the is the word for harvest, or it, it signifies like the year. Mm-hmm. So it was the one forty six was the hundred forty sixth harvest mm-hmm. that Placencia had. Since then, they've released the one forty nine, and they're going to release the one fifty one. So they're probably just out of tobacco from that harvest. Yeah, very likely. And I think they're also trying to make room in their portfolio for the one fifty one to come out. Right, right, um, makes sense. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for right now. Well, thank you for that cigar news of the week, Nick the Brick. Let's return to this Fuente Fuente Opus X. Give our last thoughts on it, and then we will rank it. Uh, so I am uh, in the second third. I think this is a long burning cigar. This is definitely over an hour smoke. This is the uh, Shark, which is a advertises like a, a five and a half by fifty four. I think um, once that box pressed end opens up. It's much larger than that. I mean, it was probably a 60 ring gauge, something like that. Um, so notes on flavor, I mean, so it hasn't really changed much. It is a strong cigar, but the smoke is light. It is light in your mouth, light in your palate. It's a lot of smoke. Like, look how smoky this room is. But it's like a, a pale white smoke, so it kind of sneaks up on you. Um, 
but yeah, the the flavors are definitely like leather and earth, and it's it's like a slightly peppery earth, you know, with um, floral elements. It just reminds me of a classic Cuban cigar. Um, so if you're into that kind of flavor, this is the one for you. Um, Nick, any thoughts on flavor? Uh, I have I have hardly any, man. I got to be honest with you. I didn't get a lot. Um, half of my cigars burning. Yeah, I can see that you have a terrible burn. Um, I mean, I'm, what am I missing? Did you, did you take pictures of that? I did. I did just now. I mean, it's worth posting on online. Yeah. I mean, as an example of not, how to, not, ba- to, smoke a not cigar. to bash. No, I mean, <clears throat> it can happen. Real unfortunate that it happened with this one. Yeah, um, but like, I'm not like at this point. If I because you're just burning filler right now. Yeah, right? if I took a puff, I'd be missing 70 percent of the wrapper. Yeah. yeah, I have. I mean, there's no. Yeah. I can fix that. It's going to take some work, but after the podcast, I'll fix it for you. Yeah, it's fixable, but it's... Well, fixable with major surgery. You're not going to like it, but yeah, and it's, you're going to lose half the cigar. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm already halfway through. and yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about presentation. Um, so the band, huge fan of it. I mean, not just because it's iconic, um, but it's well designed. The color palette goes together. It's that red and gold and white, and just a little bit of like, I guess, red earth tone complements. And it's gorgeous. The cigar itself looks really good. It's a very classic looking cigar. Um, and of course, the box is great. Um, they put plenty of effort into it. Um, I have an eight on presentation. Nick, what did you have for presentation? Um, I, I think I got to give it its flowers, man. I think I got to give it a nine. Um, presentation's awesome. I think that the, this, like this cigar in the humidor is so eye catching, you know, you see the Opus box or you see the Opus band and you're, you know, you're drawn to it immediately. Yeah. So I, I got to give it a nine. Definitely eye catching. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, okay. So we didn't talk about price when, uh, we started smoking and there's a good reason for that, which is the chances of, you know, like you paying some kind of standard price is kind of slim. So I've seen these and I've seen different editions. This is just the classic Opus X. It's not a Lost City or the one with the pink band or whatever. Um, so you're going to find them from time to time in stores. But uh, you're probably going to pay. I'm going to say but I'm going to give a range here because I've never seen the same price twice on these. And I think it just has to do with you know, how the store is feeling, what they can get away with, to be honest with you. Um, I paid $29 for this cigar, and I paid $22 for this cigar. So I think you're looking at mid-20s. Yeah. Um, and it does depend on taxes and stuff as well. Don't be surprised if you get up into the 30s. Yeah, don't be surprised if you're in the 30s. I agree. So uh, thoughts on that? Um, for the experience that I'm having? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a really shit experience with that. I mean, this time, but I gotta, I gotta ride the fence here. You know, I can't. Yeah. Uh, seven, seven for price. I'll give the price a seven because it's not. I mean, I've seen guys charge a hundred dollars, fifty dollars for a cigar. Yeah. Um, I have cigars in this box here that are, you know, up there. Uh, yeah. The Opus is still for like for as popular as as it is. I think they could get away with fifty. Yeah, I think so. You know, so yeah. I mean, they they still make it accessible, but. Yeah, I gave it an eight for price. Obviously, I'm having a better experience than you today. But um, yeah, I think compared to similarly available cigars, um, 
I think it is, you know, expensive, but relative to similar cigar. I mean, we smoked a cigar that was more expensive the other week, that uh, giant 10-inch by 105-gauge Salamone or whatever from Botticelli. Mm-hmm. It was more expensive, um, and this is a way better cigar. So, And, of course, you have the Opus X, X experience. Right. So um, I'm giving it an 8 on price. Now, here comes the tough one, construction. So uh, I'll go first. Go ahead. The construction on mine was good. It was not great, and it didn't blow me away. A um, couple of issues. One is I know this is a hard uh, Vitola to construct, but you can see like where the cap goes around. I, I didn't have any fraying or pieces to tongue or whatever, but I do have like that little wrinkle that lets a little air in for the draw. That's not what you want in a cigar. And then lighting this up was just a bear. I think it was too much tobacco. Um, and then the the foot was not a clean cut. If you looked at it like horizontally across the, the face of it, it looks like mountains and valleys. And because the the tobacco is not even in flush, it uh, burns, you know, like it, it starts to ignite differently and at different rates, makes it hard to get a burn going. Um, so I've got a seven on construction. Uh, I think I'm being a little harsh there, but I do expect better from something like this and at this price point. You know, if this was a, a whatever, you know, an Esteban Carreras, it would probably get like an eight or a nine for construction. Yeah. yeah. But for what it is, it gets a lower lower score. And yeah, that just is uh, part of the game when you're playing in this price point, you know, an availability structure. So. Nick, what uh, what are your thoughts? This was the the single worst constructed cigar that I've smoked on the show. Fair, and probably the single worst constructed cigar that I've smoked in the last six months. Fair, um, <clears throat> and I don't normally. I'm like, you know, user user error. I'm doing something wrong here, um, but you touch it up for me. I touch it up. I just don't know what to do, man. This is a uh, the construction ruined the experience of the cigar for me. Yeah, I mean, you almost didn't get to experience it. Is that fair? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Don't know what to give it. I, I mean, dude, I, like, I have to give it like a two. Yeah, I think that's fair. Two for construction. Like, this was borderline unsmokable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. We're going to go with the higher number on this one because I think that's a exception rather than the rule. Yes. Um, yeah, 100% exception because we've we've all we've both smoked multiple Opus Xs yeah. and this is the only one for both of us. So, uh we'll go with the 7 on that one, but I think 2 is the the fair score. I mean, if you had said 1, I would have agreed with that. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get a cigar that is and, and it's definitely a construction issue because we both know how to fix burns and correct stuff none of it worked i mean dude we sit here every week and we smoke a cigar well here's what it looks like to me it looks like one lajero leaf got rolled up and was in the lower left quadrant of that cigar and just wasn't burning yeah um at the same rate as everything else dramatically right yeah um all right so let's go to flavor this one is interesting because you know i i really feel like if the cigar is in your wheelhouse it's a 10 and if it's not it's like a two Mm -hmm. um sure you know there's a lot of people love the Cuban flavor experience, and a lot of people hate it. But I don't know a lot of guys in the middle. 
to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, what are your thoughts on flavor? Can I give it uh, an NA or an X? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like there needs to be an asterisk. Yeah, because um, you didn't really get any on your cigar. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean the flavor that I had was a not good. Right, but it was right. I smoked. Um, I mean, looking at it right now, I smoked sixty percent of the, you know, filler, and ten percent of the wrapper. Yeah, yeah, just so I yeah I, I didn't get a fair shot of flavor. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll I'll pass my ranking. Okay, for the sake of fairness, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I've got a nine for flavor. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you liked it a lot. I did. Yeah. I really enjoyed this a lot more than I remember enjoying my last Opus X. Um, it's just really in my wheelhouse. And but I just want to give that caveat because it's it's one of those things where it's like if you're if you're into the lighter floral, you know, earthy, classic Cuban flavor with strength, you know, with a real punch. Uh, this cigar is for you, and and a lot of like veteran cigar smokers I know like that yeah. because they can handle the strength. If you're a newbie to cigars, this could knock you on your ass fast because you can inhale this smoke and you won't feel it until you know a couple seconds afterwards you'll be seeing stars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then if you like like the rich chocolatey sweet side of cigars, this is not the cigar for you. Like, there's no sweetness in the cigar. No. Um, there's a touch of pepper, a touch of earth, a touch yeah. of leather, a touch of floral, and it just plays so well together. Right. So I've got a nine there, but also caveat emptor. Like if, if it's not in your, your palate, I just, in my experience, this is not a middle of the road flavor profile. No. It's like you love it or you don't. Yeah, so. I'm with you there. All right. And that brings us to experience. Um, is this one you want to asterisk as well? I mean. Uh, no, I think, I mean. No, I, I can. I had an experience. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, it was uh, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, you know, because I was obviously I was really excited to smoke an opus with you today. Um, just I guess this is just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, and it's it's uh it's way easier to swallow when it's a seven dollar cigar versus when it's a a one of one. Right, you know, and not literally a one of one, but a um, three, four. Okay, that was just. I mean, it was the. It's. I think like not so. So flavor is like how many of these? Well, it's almost worse, right? Because basically, what you're saying is your expectations for the experience were much higher. Yeah, and you had a bad experience. Right. If this was a a four dollar quorum or something like that yeah. you wouldn't even care you'd just buy another one you know this oh, one yeah. you can't even buy another one right there's not another one to buy yeah and it was 25 bucks or whatever yeah you know so i think uh i think it gets a a worse score because of that right yeah yeah but how many how many of these categories besides construction can wreck the overall experience as much as construction because construction i think is the is the number one yeah, I mean, if it's not constructed well, then it is going to affect flavor. Yeah. It is going to affect experience. Right. It's just not going to affect price or presentation. Right. You know, presentation is just how it looks, which is important. You yeah. know, like the artistic component and stuff. Like, there's whole books on cigar art. Right. You know, like, right. it's a really important part of the culture and the industry. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I appreciate is, like, you know, they go out of their way to make this beautiful. 
you know, kind of like high-end liquors do. You know, like there's a reason they put it in that bottle. It improves the experience, yeah. right? But it has nothing to do with the taste. Right. You know, you, right. could, you could have, uh, you know, Johnny Walker in that bottle or you could have uh, – Whatever you know, some Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you could plate, Jack you Daniels. could plate, uh, <laughs> get it. You could plate instant ramen really nicely. Right, right, yeah, but exactly. it's still instant ramen. <laughs> right, um, and then of course price. You know, it's obviously relative. You know, and even something that's a good value might not be in your budget or or whatever. But yeah, construction, flavor, and experience—they they all go together. Yeah, I think um, I think the construct, you know, the construction of the cigar single handedly wrecked the three yeah. those three scores for yeah. me. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so for experience for mine, I've got an eight. Um, could could be better. Honestly, your experience affected mine a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, so here's why it's not a 10, okay? Why it could be a 10 is you're smoking a Fuente Opus X. It's a hard-to-find cigar. You, you, it's a celebration. It's exciting. You don't get to do this a lot. And I, you know, the, it, it's like winning the lottery. I can't go back and do it again, you know? I mean, you can. But typically, if you find one on the, the shelf, there's a purchase limit, probably two, something right. like that. So maybe you have a second one to try later but uh, or share with a friend like we did here. Um, and then you got to wait months for them to show up again. You know, um, All of that adds to the experience, the gorgeous artwork on the box, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you can see like my burn line is perfect. You got a nice little inch and a half all right, all right. Uh, ash all right, going on here. All right. Um, I don't want to see that. The flavor's great. Don't yeah, I mean, right. they, they, <laughs> I, mean I had a great experience. Yeah, plug, uh, my, plug my ears up while you. Yeah, yeah. Gave you the bad one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah, you um, knew, you bastard. So, but why, so why isn't it a 10, right? Well, first and foremost is we both had issues lighting. That foot did not want to light. Um, I don't know. If it has to do with the mix of primings, definitely had to do with the condition of the foot, which was not just a clean, flush cut. And I'm not sure why it's not. It wasn't a shag foot by any means. It was just raggedy, you know, at which I expect more and better from something at a, a price point like this. And so there were a couple of times I did have to like smoke it special or touch it up to get to where I'm at now, which is, oh man, look at that ash. It's like a hard ash. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's super compact. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's why I've got an eight uh, for that. And just like with the uh, flavor, we're going to go with, or with the construction, I mean, we're going to go with the the higher score because I think it's more fair uh, to Fuente, uh, which brings our total score to 41. So not our highest scoring cigar. Um, but to be fair, I do think this is an exception. And I don't think either of us have smoked an Opus before that behaved this way. Yeah. So we're going to list this as a 41 with a big old asterisk and, you know, I don't think anybody skips right to the score. Um, <laughs> so they'll get to hear the whole whole drama. Yeah. Um, but Nick, I really appreciate you enjoying this cigar with me today. You know, something special, um, at least it was for me. And uh, that is all we've got for the show. So everybody out there on the interwebs, be sure to send us an email at burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or look us up on the socials, which Nick is going to get much more disciplined with posting to at Burnline Podcast. And uh, let us know your thoughts and feelings. If you smoked an Opus, let us know your experience. And if you want us to smoke a cigar just for you on the show, let us know which one you're looking for. And we'll see if we can make it happen. Don't forget to start that cigar collection of hard-to-obtain 
limited edition rare cigars. I think you will find as much enjoyment in it as we do. Thanks for joining us this week. As always, we will talk to you again next week. Bye.